Hey everybody, this is Parenting is a Joke. I am full of dread and bread. Your host, Ophira Eisenberg. On this show, I talk to stand-up comics and comedy people about their work in entertainment and what it's all like to do this with kids in the mix. Basically, how the fuck are they doing it? Because I truly want to know. Have you ever been woken up in the morning by a tiny hand prying your eyelid open? Oh, it's so excellent. So glad I bought that pricey gradual light alarm clock to help me ease into the morning, because I've never been able to use it. On today's show, I have the hilarious comedian and Instagram sensation Alice Chan, and she offers some great advice on how to save our kids from experiencing the same crap we went through when we were their age. Me allowing myself to be weird, messing up, (laughs) not being the perfect mom, always having my shit together. I think my kids see that. I think my kids see me laughing at myself. They are surrounded constantly with laughter. And I think, if anything, that's like a healing. It's healing. It's medicine. More with Alice Chan right after these ads. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, in my household, I'm trying to work on getting my kid to do chores, just bare minimum stuff, like, I don't know, put the dirty clothes in the laundry and not inside out. He's got a very small list of basic chores, but how to get him to do them. And I've read a lot about allowance and chores, and it turns out you're not supposed to tie allowance to the completion of the chores, okay? You're supposed to do it more like working as a team. And I got to be honest, in this team, my son is kind of dead weight. All right. But he really wants a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figure. So I told him he has to do a few chores in the morning. And guess what, everybody? This morning, he woke me up. Not great. Okay. But anyways, he woke me up to tell me all the things he did. 
And here's what he did. He had fully dressed himself. He had made his bed. Uh, He cleared off all of his books and toys from the living room couch and kind of fluffed up the pillows a little bit. And he took all the silverware that was clean in the dishwasher and put it in the silverware drawer. I wanted to cry. And I told him, okay, this is amazing. Now you only have to do this every day for two years, and I'm going to get you that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah. No, I'm such a softie. If he does it again tomorrow, I'm going to buy Donatello. That's just who I am. Oh, my goodness. So clearly I could use a little bit more help because I'm going to reward him and then he'll stop, right? So, you know, we thought it'd be helpful to get some sort of expert advice on all of this, allowance, chores. But instead of talking to a childhood psychologist or childhood development expert like a real parenting podcast would do, because you know what? That's a little too on the nose for us. Instead, we went to a financial advisor. Yeah, the real big thing. Who's also a mom and got offered some great advice on kid allowance. Suzanne Regan. Hi. Hi. It's very nice to meet you. So I'm just calling you expert money person. It's probably not exactly your title. What is your title? I'm a certified financial planner and I'm also a parent. I've got a seven and a 10 year old who are also asking for money. Perfect. Help me. This is a piece of financial literacy and you're just starting the process of teaching kids financial literacy you know, saving, spending, giving, all of those things is kind of tied to the allowance. So I've I've read a lot and I kind of like the idea of just, they get an allowance, they have chores, but it's not like empty the dishwasher and I'll give you five bucks. Do this and I'll give you money. Because then I feel like it's just teaching them to do the bare minimum. So I kind of like the idea of like setting an amount Uh and they have chores, but they get that every single week and they have to complete their chores. It's not just one for one or tit for tat. How much money do you think an 11-year-old should get? That is the question, isn't it? General rule of thumb that I heard that there is a little consensus on is you pay weekly based on their age. So the seven-year-old would get $7 a week and the 10-year-old would get $10 a week. Oh, I have never heard this. I thought that was kind of a good rule of thumb and they can't really fight about it because you can't change your age. That's right. Just got to age. Okay, if, if I'm your client and you go, listen, Ophira, you want to retire in your lifetime? Okay, you need to put away, let's just pretend, $100 every week and uh, a month goes by and I don't do it. What are you going to say to me? Well, I mean, there's consequences and you might need to feel the consequences of that. I mean, if if they want to blow the whole allowance on the first day on a lollipop or something like that, you know, then there's not money on Friday when they want to get something else. Right. So it's sort of like, it's like a gentle, gentle touch. I also think it's important to let them do what they want to do with it. You can give suggestions, but really let them decide what to send it on. Because that's real life too, when they get older. I also have to tell you, we bought the kids this little toy ATM that they really like. It has a little card and it has a, they can add it up. And it has a code on it so somebody else can't touch their money. And they really, really like it. And it gives them some ownership over the process. That's it. Okay, that was the secret ingredient that I needed to know. (laughs) Thank you so much, Suzanne. Thank you. It was great to meet you. Okay, so I'm going to try it. Why not? You know what? I'm going to search. I'm going to buy a little mini ATM. (laughs) That seems like a strange thing to spend money on. But I'll keep you posted. Coming up, we have the very funny Alice Chan right when we get back from these ads. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Joining me today in studio, which is a treat, everybody. As you know, I love it. One of the funniest moms on the interwebs and the social medias. She's a regular contributor to Scary Mommy. She is the founder of MomCom NYC. Great stand-up comic. And here with me right now, Alice Chan. Hello. Oh, hi. What a <laughs> wonderful introduction. Oh, Thank well, you so much for sweet. that. Hey, so first of all, you we, we share something in common. The motherland. Yes, we Canadians. are. Oh my gosh, I keep forgetting you're a Canadian. I know, I forget that you're a Canadian That's too. That's why you're so nice. That's why you're so nice. <laughs> it is a thing. It is, uh, although I was saying recently that I want, I want to dispel the myth that all Canadians are nice because yeah. I'm sure you get that from people all the time. They're like, you're so yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, you're Canadian. I get it. Yeah. You're so nice. I want to start pointing out like, you know what? There are asshole yeah. Canadians too. Yeah. They're I can be an uh, asshole. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm from Alberta. That's filled with assholes. <laughs> I'm from Vancouver, BC. We're a little more classy. Yeah. But we can still be classy assholes. You were just performing in Vancouver and around Vancouver. Did you go to Canada for a, a while? Um, I was there for almost a month. Okay. Yeah. So I took my kids out of camp. Big mistake. But I thought, <laughs> mommy camp, we're going to spend every day together. And my whole family's there. So my mom, dad, my sisters. And then I have babysitters like my aunts and my cousins who Lovely. are willing. They, Lovely. They want to take care of my kids. Not like people in New York. Like, oh, yeah. Where I have to pay them to take care of my kids. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. No. That's amazing. Yeah. No, that's well, I mean, I can't even imagine how much money you saved. Oh my gosh, so much. But then the <laughs> airfare was so much. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. How old are your kids? Six and nine. Are you comfortable sharing their names? Do you share their names? Uh, I don't. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, I don't mind. Okay. <laughs> well, that's totally up to you. You can make <laughs> it's it. It's not like they're going to go stalk my children. Okay. So it's Adrian and James. Adrian James. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to talk all about the, the live versus what you do for social media. I think the the stuff that you put out there is so refreshing and great. 
uh, and it's all just about your life as a parent. And then you do some sketch. It's a mixture of yeah. what, what feels very much like confessional. And then there is some sketch, which is a little bit more fantasy, but it's poking jokes at, you know, kind of everyday things that we're all struggling with as parents. Yes. But first, I just want to go back to the motherland of Canada, that while you are there with your kids yeah. and your family and your performing live, are they all clamoring to come see you? No. God, no. <laughs> you know, what? my youngest sister, she's she's living it up, you know, no kids, living with a boyfriend in like downtown Vancouver. She's like, uh, you know, you're not going to take it personal if I don't come, right? My friends yeah, came, of course. Of course but half my family didn't which was fine. Some of them want to take care of the kids. And um, my mom was like, I won't understand any of it. So I'm staying home. I'm like, that's fine. My dad had no clue. My, my dad doesn't even know what I do. What do you mean? Do, do, no. Doesn't your mom talk to your dad? Um, yeah, but not about me. Okay. Your closed yeah. off situation. Yeah, totally. All right. Yeah. So that's it. And then your kids obviously know what you do because they are in they well, are sometimes involved in, yeah, and sometimes they don't see me at night. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, mommy's going to work. And I tell jokes. And they're like, okay. So I think they kind of wrapped it in their around their heads that I'm, like, they've seen me on stage where I used to do, like, bring your own baby comedy. Yes. You know? And they, they they would come to those shows. Um, but, yeah, they, they kind of know. And, they kind of know. But they don't want to come. Right. No, no. Yeah. Nor are they welcome. No, no, they're never well. No, I love it though. They 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 try to be so honest, and we have to not take it personally because they tell me I'm not funny, and they're like, "Why don't you have more followers like Mr. Beast?" I'm like, "I guess I'm not that funny," and they're like, "Yeah, why can't you be more funny?" And I I love asking them. I'm like, "Hey, how old does mommy look?" And they're like, "Older than daddy." But why do you look younger on the posters? <laughs> It's so great. Yeah. My son is obsessed with my age. And I made the mistake. I guess he picked up that I was a little sensitive yeah. uh, or something because now he, oh, he just can't stop. He yells <laughs> at my age on, on the sidewalk. I, I'm like, you think it's funny. Just wait till we're dead. Oh, no. Just wait. Well, he figured out your kryptonite. Yeah. You never exactly. let a child figure out what your kryptonite is. I love, love just asking my kids, do you think I'm pretty? I just like, <laughs> <laughs> my kid yesterday he's like uh i don't know average <laughs> i was like i love it pretty good yeah. it's pretty good like, don't worry it's not gonna hurt me i gotta show them that it doesn't hurt me yes that's yeah. no that's good yeah. uh you did this show in new york for a few years that you were just talking about yeah. called BYOB, -B. but it was bring your own baby. baby. <laughs> so this was right after you had your second? Is that second, right? yeah. Yeah. I was um I took a hiatus, like a three year hiatus after my first because I was like, I want to be a perfect mommy and be with my baby all the time. It'd be like baby yoga class. Yeah. Baby sing along class. And oh it drove God. me nuts. I had no friends and I was like going nuts. And my second baby, I was like, you know what? Um there was a comedy show happening right around the corner. I was living in Greenpoint cool neighborhood yeah. right and there was a bar just literally across the street and I had no excuse to not go it was a free show it was an all-women lineup hosted by our friend Kendra Cunningham yes and I was like I got there's there's no reason not to go so I popped in and all these feelings uh, just kind of resurfaced I'm like I need to do comedy again but of course I was so rusty and I wasn't going to get any spots so I had to start you know from scratch going to open mic so I went up to Kendra I was like hi I used to do comedy and she's like 
great. When do you want to perform? I'm like, what? Me? And so like in a couple of months, I went on stage, loved it. And I was like, I'm going to start producing because no one was putting me on their shows. And so I produced a couple of flops because I was trying to do like single hip Brooklyn woman show, you know, like, come on in, young single things. But I'm like, I'm not a young single thing anymore. <laughs> it's so funny when that stuff happens. Right? So I had to align with like, who am I? Oh, I'm a mom. And I have like, sometimes I really hate parenting. So but I also feel for moms and especially new moms who who don't know that they are supposed to have a community. So I'm going to build that for them. So I, so I just good. started bring your own baby, bring your baby to a comedy show, you still get pro comics but at 10 30 a.m because who's going to go after 5 p.m you're no, tired the worst right yeah you want to go sleep so i i did that and it went on for two years and it was i met amazing mom friends there and i saw the community grow and i saw other moms meeting other moms it was just so beautiful and then of course you have to stop doing a live show because it's covid yeah but you segue into, were you doing any of the video sketch stuff before no that? No videos, no. Zero. I was just doing um, quick one-liner jokes on a 1080 by 1080 pixel. Like, that was my way of writing. Like, if I could fit a joke and punchline all within a square and post it on Instagram and I get, that's the feedback. Like, if I get good feedback, that's a good joke. And that's how I wrote my jokes. That's how I edited it down. But I never showed my face. I didn't want to. And it was until, yeah, pandemic hit and I was tr trying to do remote learning. Remote oh, my teaching. gosh. Yes. Oh, right. The, the right. words just literally yeah. made me have heartburn or yeah. something that I've never experienced before. Yeah. My kids got dumber by the minute. I oh, yeah. like, just got to stop. <laughs> this can happen. This is not good for my kids. And then so I just remembered I was trying to teach my kid how to read. And it was just going so poorly and I knew I was like man I do not have the patience for it so I just had my camera propped up and I I just recorded my facial expression and I was really just like I hate this shit I hate teaching my kid how to read I don't care if he knows how to read or not and I just posted it so you probably unbeknownst to you you were also expressing something that all these parents were feeling yeah yeah and I was like I I guess everyone could relate people are like get on tiktok i'm like i am not getting on tiktok <laughs> and then i went on what TikTok. was your resistance i was just like i'm not a gen z right. i'm not going to be doing those stupid dances ofera <laughs> and then the you, by the way everybody if you watch <laughs> alice's uh instagram tiktok you can actually dance <laughs> there's a lot of people that can't dance you can actually dance well i practice a okay. lot, Ophira. You, uh, you don't see the behind the scenes where I'm like, I said, four, three, two, one, kid, you're over to the left. Let's do it again. Uh, dance mom. So yeah, I just started dancing on, on the video and my kids start, you know, dancing with me. And then I was like, oh, I'm feeling more comfortable on camera. And it just happens. It's a muscle where people are like, I don't want to ever show my face. But when you do it unintentionally and you're not trying to be funny or you're not trying to be anything and you're just having fun people like when you're having fun or your most raw moments mm -hmm. like me looking like I hate my life when I'm trying to teach my kid how to spell cat right and now it's kind of like it's an itch like I need to do it like if I don't I get a little upset like sad so I just want to ask you the amount of content that you're putting out there it's it's daily yeah it's daily kind of almost yeah so 
how are you like literally with two kids and a life? How do you do you bulk batch it? Do you do it all on Monday and then serve it up throughout the week? Are you waiting till everyone leaves the house? Mm, I neglect my whole family. I, they're on screens. Um, yeah, you give I, them an iPad. Yeah. You're like, everyone do their thing. I mean, they will be on their iPads for like six hours. Mm-hmm. And that's probably like I'm underestimating the, the time that they're on their screens. And um, sometimes I will batch it. Um, I will wait until like when I do things like I'm making fun of my husband and I yeah. do something like him. Right. I wait until he leaves the house because his energy, it, it just. You just feel it. It makes me hold back. Yeah, I, I can't hold back when I'm like trying to act like him, but because it's not just him; it's becoming a new character. I guess he's watching me play him, and he's like, "I didn't do that." I was like, "It's not about you anymore." I'll t- His name is Jimmy. I'm like, "Jimmy, this is a new character which I've evolved. You've inspired, right? right? But this is no longer you. This is a very chummy version of you." Women relate to it. I got to give what the audience wants, right? Your kids are sometimes in the videos. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say they're front-facing in the videos. I'm assuming that's an obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. If it merits it, then yes, I'll have them on the video because it'll make it a little more funny or more authentic. And sometimes I record it without them knowing because I want to hear them really like, <laughs> how's your day at school? It was fine. I'm like, that's perfect. And they don't even know it. And and but then if they see it on my Instagram, yep. I have to pay them. What? They don't do this for free, Ophira. Yeah. How much do you pay them? It's like it depends. If it's just audio, it's five dollars. <laughs> if they're if I require some talent like acting, that's like ten to fifteen dollars. Who yeah. set this uh I union rate? I did. I did. I'm not a fan of child slavery. This is I know. fantastic. I'm Chinese, but I don't believe in child child labor. So you said, listen, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna like did was the chain of events that you said this is what's gonna happen if you guys appear in the thing, or did they hear or see themselves and and it the, the, what happened was, hey, hey guys, can you just do this for mommy? No, I'll pay you. Okay, that's what happened. So now they're like, okay, uh, what? Could, how about ten bucks? I was like, okay, for officially, I was like last month. I'm like, this is what's gonna happen. Here's the rate. Audio five dollars. If I need you to act like you're running towards me, or you're picking up something, or you have to say a line, that's ten to twenty, depending how funny it is. <laughs> If I get a lot of engagement, you get a bonus. That's a five. No. Yeah. yeah. If What's you give the bonus? $5, Ophira. Oh, my American. God. And I'm like, okay, if you create a concept, if you think about a funny idea, you bring it to me, and you also act in it, $50. No. Yes. <laughs> so the nine-year-old totally grasps all yeah. of this, I'm sure. How does, does and the six-year-old might just because it's following the yeah, nine-year-old. He but he, he doesn't even know that he hasn't been paid for the last year. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Uh, but the nine-year-old, he's like, has an IOU on the notepad. He's like, you owe me $65. And he's now like, can I show my face? I want to show my face. I was like, nope. No one wants to see your face. <laughs> you wants mine. To this see is my face. Instagram, okay? <laughs> Has, uh, any concepts? Have there been any uh, creative meetings? Yes, there there was one, and I did pay him fifty dollars. He's like, I know. What about you wanting to like take me to school? You're so excited, and then um, but it's Sunday. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's great. So we did it, yeah. and um, I paid him fifty bucks. I read that you were doing a show for elementary aged kids. Yes. 
pause. You did a comedy show for elementary aged kids? Yeah, yeah. It was on Zoom. It was during the pandemic and they were doing a fundraiser and there it was uh, kids and parents. It was a family night comedy on Zoom. So there were a bunch of nine to 11 year olds on the Zoom as well. What material do you do? You, do you have material for that? Um, small dick jokes. Just joking. <laughs> I, it was it was really um, making. I did some clean material, and then I did a, some crowd work. Okay. Um, asked some questions, made it interactive. Yes. And um, that was when I said, "Does anyone have a question?" And this boy said, "Why are you weird? Why are you so weird?" And I was like, Alice, Alice, okay, remember, remember when you were nine years old and people called you weird? What did you do? Don't freeze up. I was like, thank you for that. I love being called weird. <laughs> I was like trying to fake it until I made it. And I said, does anyone else love call- being called weird? Because that means you're special and you stand out from the rest and you're not just like, or like what's ordinary. Ordinary. Right. And all these kids were like i love being called i call i'm I, i've been called weird oh i love being and they're like trying to share their stories i'm like phew oh you hit something oh though gosh. you oh hit something though so i was also called weird <gasps> i was weird <gasps> and it was something of course you know elementary school did not like junior yeah. high definitely did not like the weird girl i was a weird girl my name stood out i mean yeah. listen yeah and just many things about me <laughs> stood out and i was a weird girl and i so desperately wanted to just be like a blonde heather or something i wanted like to that. be a blonde vanessa yeah <laughs> yeah oh, no. so bad and then in high school i wanted to be weird i was like you please did? call me weird yeah and then i i really embraced any version of good weird for you I could. What was it like for you? Um, I remember when I was nine, my uh, fourth grade teacher, she's like, I need to sit you down because um, you're a mute. And I didn't know what mute was. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you don't talk. I was like, oh, okay. I guess mutes don't talk. And she's like, you don't talk. You don't speak. You're a mute. And I'm going to separate you from your two close friends in fifth grade. You're going to be in this new class with complete strangers and you're going to be forced to make friends. And I was like, oh, and I was so scared because I'm like, I was very shy. Who does? I mean, this is yeah. this is old school uh, oh, yeah. Board of Education yeah. in Canada ideas. So, yeah. I was just like, OK, I have to make friends. OK. So I got this book called How the, Your A to Z Guide on how to make friends. And I ran home as soon as it came to class. We or, we did like book orders. I, I, I remember the yeah, book orders. Yeah, remember? We got so excited. Oh, I loved them. Me too. And uh, I opened to page A, you know. A, do you have acne? Because if you have red, ugly pimples on your face, no one's going to want to be with you because you're ugly. I was like, you know, okay, I had clear skin, so I went to B, C, D. <laughs> and like, then, I've passed Yeah, a. I was like, thank God I don't have acne. And then um, I don't know what. This is terrible B, C, and D, wild. E. Yeah. So I was like, okay, F. I was like, are you funny? If you're not, you have to be funny. You have to tell jokes. People love funny people. You have to make them laugh. I was like, all right. So I called my aunt up. I was like, I have to be funny. She was like, I have the right book for you. She gave me 101 Dirty Jokes. She's like, rehearse this and tell them no. to the class. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what I'm reading, but I'm going to be rehearsing these jokes every night. And I did. And the next day I would say, who wants to hear dirty jokes? And like kids, mostly boys, would just sit around me and I would just riff off the dirty jokes. Half of them I didn't understand, but I was like, oh, people are laughing. I feel validated. Yes. Until I got kicked out of the the room, the teacher's 
found out what I was doing. They're like, you cannot use this as your comedy venue. You need to be outside. So then I started doing impersonations of like Richard Simmons back then in the 80s. And so my friends would be like, do the Richard Simmons. I was like, okay. And I was just like, everyone's kind of like monkey. And every time I got to laugh, I'm like, oh, I'm making friends. I'm equating it to making friends. So I just thought I have to continue to be funny. And now I use it as my, it's an, an armor. Like I cannot be serious for like one second. <laughs> like people are like, can you turn that off? I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying to turn that off right now. So I don't know if this is a cautionary tale or a tale <laughs> of success, but I, you know, I really relate to it. I just have to tell you, I too, for different reasons, was taken out of the group that I was going through um, elementary school with in between grade three and grade four and put into a brand new classroom in grade four where I didn't know my classmates. That was a conscious decision that the Department of Education made or my school made because I'd survived a tragedy and lost a friend. And so they thought this would be the great, (laughs) let's just torture her and put her in a new situation. And I felt totally adrift. And uh, my family was really into telling jokes, you know, what we call street jokes, kind of like you're 101. And I would, I was the youngest of six, I barely said anything at the table, but I would hear their jokes, some of them super off color, and I would take them back to school. (laughs) So I really relate to this. So, you know, we talk a lot about now, you know, just how our childhood is then informs our parenting or doesn't inform our parenting. And of course, we always want to save our kids from the childhood we survived. So, you know, do you have any advice for parents trying to navigate that or or anything that you've thought of with your own kids? Yeah, I think um, me allowing myself to be weird, messing (laughs) up, not being the perfect mom, always having my shit together. I think my kids see that. I think my kids see me laughing at myself. They are surrounded constantly with laughter. And I think, if anything, that's like a healing it's healing. It's medicine. And yeah. I also talk about being weird a lot. And if they ever are called weird, they know how to embrace it rather than think that they're shunned from a group. Uh, but have you had, even from your nine-year-old, have you had to deal with, you know, like, this person did this to me or I'm singled out or yeah. any of that stuff? I've seen him excluded in groups. And even when he was three, there were toddlers who excluded him. And I've seen him break down and cry. I'm like, hey, this hits home. I know that feeling. And I think that helps me empathize and not be like, hey, tough it out. Cry it out. Make friends. It's fine. It's fine. It's never. No, your feelings are valid. I totally get it. Those people are assholes. What do you say? I'm like literally looking for a script And I remember (laughs) this happened at the playground and his friends were excluding him. I'm like, you know why? Because they're intimidated by you. You know, you come off as confident. They don't want to share their friend with you. And they're going to have, they sometimes are going to be with you. Sometimes they're not going to want to be with you. But it's not about you. It's about them. They have a problem. You know, they're uncomfortable. They don't know how to deal with too many people in your personality. It was hard for me because I'm like, I cannot traumatize one word, Uh, one wrong word. And I'm sure I've said wrong words. Sure, we all have. But it's very important. I just have to get on their level, validate what they're feeling. Maybe I'm not saying the right words. Maybe the script is wrong. But them knowing that I'm hearing them and that their feelings are validated, it's it 
just means so much to them. And it does help build their self-esteem. How were your parents with you? Oh, yeah. They didn't know that I was being bullied. I never talked to them. They never talked to me about anything. They were working full time. They were busy. We had a housekeeper that kind of helped raise us. Um, Our grandparents helped raise us. And they were really old school. They were kind of like, don't cry. Don't cry. Eat your dinner. Go to bed. (laughs) You don't want to bathe? Don't bathe. I have cavities. It was really command-based yeah, never Really? Yeah. It's like, I say this, you do this, yeah. and you don't get slapped. And that's all like, fear-based. I was like, mom, mom's going to kill us if we don't do this. So it was all fear-based. I mean, they didn't even tell me to brush my teeth. I had like 14 cavities when I was 10. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, it was all like neglect. But also, I'm like, you know what? It's probably good because they could have said some damaging words to me. And I like I should be really like screwed up right now, but I'm not. Like I feel like I'm pretty like even keeled. Yeah. Um. Like I'm not a serial killer. Yeah. You know. And I think my parents did something right by not talking to me. You know? <laughs> not talking to my about my feelings. I don't love the idea of parenting my child in a way where I force him. Yeah to figure it out with no raft for him to jump on. But a lot of us were raised like that. We were raised with like, we have nothing to add to this. Yeah, yeah. You don't know how to swim. Uh, Here you go. (laughs) Just figure it out. We grew up fine, right, Ophira? We're fine. That's my favorite thing to say. We're fine. (laughs) We're fine. (laughs) Now we give names to all these parenting trends. Like, you know, I love the benign neglect. (laughs) That's a parenting trend, (laughs) which I would like to embrace again. Truly, I'm (laughs) I'm done. But you you did a video recently kind of making fun of the current trend, I would say, which is gentle parenting, positive parenting, this kind of world. And you were making fun of it. Yeah. And I think they now have this new term called conscious parenting okay Jesus. yeah uh, you gotta keep up and um and i've done that where my husband's look at me like he's like why why are you letting your kid hit you i'm like i am not allowing my kid hitting me i was like you cannot hit me but we will talk about this later when you're calm i'm like his prefrontal cortex is not working right now so whatever i'm saying right now it's not going to be absorbed and he's like no you need to nip it in the butt i'm like no i don't right now he's having a moment he's having big feelings right now and I cannot make his day even worse. I cannot make this moment even worse for him. I'm going to be here for him. And it takes so much patience, Ophira. Like, I do this two out of ten times, right? Yeah. The other eight times, I'm, like, back to my parents. You react. Like, like, stop it. Yeah, you react. Yeah, yeah, reacting. And that's because we're human. So I have some rapid-fire questions for you if you just want to do some fun reacting. Okay? I love to react. Okay. <laughs> That's what he just mentioned. You know what? This is our safe space to react. Okay? We're allowed to just have big feelings here. Give me this, Ophira. Sometimes parents need to have big feelings. One thing you do for yourself. I, uh, uh. Oh, nothing. Oh, shit. I I take a massage. I I go for a massage. You do? Every six months. Exactly. Yes. And you know what? I, I, when I do live comedy, that's for myself. It is. Yeah. It is. How do you explain to small kids what is funny and what is not? Oh, jeez. I have a problem with that because uh, at night now, I do like, it's comedy hour and I make them do stand-up. No. What? Yeah. Tell me, okay, I need everything about this. Okay. When did this start? This started last week. I'm trying to write cleaner and I'm trying to do 
uh, jokes that will even entertain nine-year-olds. Okay. Yeah. So I want I mean, to... that is, you're going to clean up in that market. Yeah. you are going to be, <laughs> I mean, there's just not a lot of people that can do it. I know. I so. know. So I'm like, this is the toughest crowd. Yes. My two kids, it's uh, 10 p.m. and we're doing comedy hours. So they do it and then I do it. And man, it's tough. They didn't laugh at all. So wait a second, you were all sitting on the couch? I'm just, in, I want the we're, scene. We're sitting in the bed. I'm, I'm Instead of bedtime stories, we're doing comedy no. hour. And then so I'm like, and now it's Adrian. You've seen him on the toilet. You've seen him on CBC. And they're like, stop it, mom. I'm like, okay. And they're like, can you not do that to your voice? I'm like, all right. And the only jokes that they'll laugh is when I make fun of my age and my looks. They love that. The self-deprecating shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then fart jokes. And I'm like, I can't keep doing fart jokes, guys. So I, I, it makes me write, write. I got to write better to impress my nine-year-old and six-year-old. And what do they bring into the table? What do they bring into the open? It's not even funny. I'm like, (laughs) I have to pretend to laugh so your self-esteem isn't broken. This is not fair. Yeah. So they're, they're doing it and I'm giving them feedback. I'm like, okay, your delivery needs a little more like oomph, but you've got the content off of YouTube, but you're going to have to write some original stuff. Like, and it's, it's been fun. They, they love it. And yeah, they love saying, you're not funny, mommy. Heckling. Yeah. Yeah. Heckling. Fart is big in my life. It It is. Poop poop and fart is big in my life. Yeah. It's like when, when you really can't make a kid laugh you got to go to the default fart and poop jokes yeah and then just end it with a big laugh and get fart stage. poop diarrhea oh they love diarrhea <laughs> i came up with a good one i was like have you seen that movie diarrhea and they're like no i'm like what it's been running for weeks yes and they're oh. like i don't get it oh my god <laughs> you're like oh you know what's sad you will <laughs> yeah. you will <laughs> I love that we're just laughing at each other's jokes right now. Ah, uh, that's so good. Oh, brilliant. Alice, thank you so much for being here and laughing with me. Everyone, if you if you don't already, you're missing out on great content. It's uh, personal, it's funny, there's sketch. Clearly your kids are being paid so everyone can feel great about that. Uh, so on Instagram, just follow Alice Chan at momcom. Uh, NYC, as and you're the same on TikTok, right? I am. Yeah, Mom Mom Com, NYC. NYC. And uh, if you get a chance to see her live, you're doing some shows around New York area, aren't you? I am. And um, a little little a secret, just so <gasps> you know, I'm bringing back the the kids show. No way! But it's not called BYOB. It's BYOK, so it could be kids of any age. No. And this is why I've been practicing cleaner jokes. Oh, <laughs> this is fascinating. Yes. All right, I would love to uh, be part of that audience or otherwise I maybe I'll just blow balloons I feel like kids <laughs> could watch that for hours me struggling yes. to have enough breath yes to blow a balloon I would love that and they could just pop the balloon in two seconds that's it just yeah just destroy <laughs> just destroy what I've made so thank Brilliant. you so much thank you thanks so much for listening subscribe now to this podcast so you don't miss an episode pass it along to a friend for more updates and content you can follow us on instagram tiktok and facebook at parenting is a joke on x i can't even say that without feeling weird at parenting joke and subscribe to our Substack. we have new content every week go to Substack and search for parenting is a joke for more live shows 
come see me live. Why not? Go to OphiraEisenberg.com, and you can also follow me everywhere at Ophira E. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our sound designer is Tina Toby Mack. Our digital marketing is done by Laura Vogel. Our theme song and music is by Adir Amram and The Experience. Special thanks to all of the engineers at CityVox. And I'll leave you with a bit of stand-up from Alice Chan and her guinea pig. So today I dropped off my two boys first day of camp and my nine-year-old said, stop touching me because there was a patch of sunblock and I was trying to just smooth it over to his skin, you know, just so he doesn't get embarrassed. But he was embarrassed by me purely existing. And he's like, get away from me. Please don't walk me to the camp. And my six-year-old there is holding my hand. So I'm tending to my six-year-old. I'm like, okay, just pretend I'm not here. Do I need like horse blinders so you know for sure I'm not looking at you? I'm not looking at you. He's like, stop, look at me, giving me the side eye. I'm like, just walk ahead of me. I'm tending to your brother. Little brother is like, I love my mommy still. He loves me still. So I'm holding on for dear life because six-year-old can turn into my nine-year-old the next morning. You never know. You don't know when that switch goes off. That's a yin and yang of parenthood. Sometimes you're just hated and sometimes you're just like, oh, motherhood is so special. My kid really loves me still. I can still dote on him. He is not embarrassed by me. This is also why parents later on gravitate to getting a pet. That's why they have dogs. That's why they have guinea pigs because they don't act like nine-year-olds. They also pee a lot. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Voice. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.